part eight of the works of robert g ingersoll volume three lectures abraham lincoln this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by john brandon lecture three abraham lincoln part eight lincoln not only watched the war but kept his hand on the political pulse in eighteen sixty three a tide set in against the administration a republican meeting was to be held in springfield illinois and lincoln wrote a letter to be read at this convention it was in his happiest vein it was a perfect defense of his administration including the proclamation of emancipation among other things he said but the proclamation as law either is valid or it is not valid if it is not valid it needs no retraction but if it is valid it cannot be retracted any more than the dead can be brought back to life to the northern democrats who said they would not fight for negroes lincoln replied some of them seem willing to fight for you but no matter of negro soldiers but negroes like other people act upon motives why should they do anything for us if we will do nothing for them if they stake their lives for us they must be prompted by the strongest motive even the promise of freedom and the promise being made must be kept there is one line in this letter that will give it immortality the father of waters again goes unvexed to this sea this line is worthy of shakespeare another among free men there can be no successful appeal from the ballot to the bullet he draws a comparison between the white men against us and the black men for us and then there will be some black men who can remember that with silent tongue and clenched teeth and steady eye and well-poised bayonet they have helped mankind onto this great consummation while i fear there will be some white ones unable to forget that with malignant heart and deceitful speech they strove to hinder it under the influence of this letter the love of country of the union and above all the love of liberty took possession of the heroic north there was the greatest moral exultation ever known the spirit of liberty took possession of the people the masses became sublime to fight for yourself is natural to fight for others is grand to fight for your country is noble to fight for the human race for the liberty of hand and brain is nobler still as a matter of fact the defenders of slavery had sown the seeds of their own defeat they dug the pit in which they fell clay and webster and thousands of others had by their eloquence made the union almost sacred the union was the very tree of life the source and stream and sea of liberty and law for the sake of slavery millions stood by the union for the sake of liberty millions knelt at the altar of the union and this love of the union is what at last overwhelmed the confederate hosts 
it does not seem possible that only a few years ago our constitution our laws our courts the pulpit and the press defended and upheld the institution of slavery that it was a crime to feed the hungry to give water to the lips of thirst shelter to a woman flying from the whip and chain the old flag still flies the stars are there the stains have gone end of part eight recording by john brandon